ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, Minnesota number six, proudly hosted by North Central Indiana's Rock 98.5. You know, when I think of Ireland, I think of green rolling hills and a beautiful Irish fiddle. I think of potatoes. I think of James Joyce, Conor McGregor, and my good friend Glenn Matchett. And now I think of a passionate singer with clever lyrics a musician with an unparalleled work ethic and drive to succeed. His name is Dermot Kennedy, and he recently released a new song called Giant. Today, we're going to discuss this new song and Dermot's rise on our playlist. I'm your host, Foggy, and with me today are Tony. Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia. That's nasty. Able to plunge from high altitudes, only to land with a gentle splat. Receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's... It's... T-Bags. Too hot for TV. Hey, how's it going? It is going great. And joining us is the educator, Joe Reif. I'm here. Hello. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing good. We're recording a podcast, so it can't possibly be that bad. No. Absolutely not. Yep. Uh, Well, Tony, I'm going to let you take over a little bit from here. You are the one who actually introduced us to Dermot uh, prior to the last show. I'll have to put that up uh, with this one when we reviewed his album uh, about a year ago now, I guess. Uh, But go ahead and uh, get us rolling here as the Dermot expert. Yeah. Well, I I can't remember when I found him. It might have been like three years ago or something. But... um... When you're saying like rising on the playlist. I'm a big playlist guy, so uh, once it once it got on my playlist, it never came off. As far as finding more and more songs by him, and um, so yeah, during this, especially during all this quarantine time, watching he, I don't know if you guys follow him on Instagram, but he did a lot of uh, like live stuff for his fans, and uh, just a cool guy to follow. And when I saw the Giants was coming out, I was super excited. I think I texted you, Steve, and uh, yeah, I think the minute that it was able to be viewed which might have been like three in the morning our time (laughs) uh i was listening to it so but what i really wanted to i'm a lyrics guy i know you are steve joe you're a lyrics guy right absolutely yes yeah i'd like to see what do you guys think just overall what do you think he means by giants in this song let's just start off with easy (laughs) did you say easy yeah (laughs) yeah I don't want to. I don't want to say my. I don't want to dominate too much. And I know I'm going to. So you guys tell me what you think it means. That's a good question because I honestly don't know. But I do want to comment real fast. You had mentioned that he constantly puts live stream stuff up, and you know mm-hmm. that's why I said he's one of the hardest working because he's always doing something new or putting out a new live video or something on Instagram or whatever. So I, I'm really impressed by the amount that he does do. Because, I mean, if you're going to be successful, you got to go get it. It doesn't just happen. I know people think it does, but yeah. that's not the way it works. No, he, he'll share, too, a lot of times, which is funny. He'll share videos that people have taken of him on YouTube from when he was just a street performer. And there's, like, you know, a couple people standing around listening, throwing some money in his guitar case. And uh, and it wasn't that far long, long ago for him. So that's the excitement old, I feel for him. Is How old was he when he started doing that? Do you know? Um, I don't know, but I want to say I want to say one of those videos that he posted was like only maybe five years or less that he was still performing in the street, and then you know, flash forward to now, he's a rising star, and I think you feel that from him as an artist. I think if you follow him, you know that he 
really appreciates the ride and you know um, enjoys all the art and really misses like performing for people so i think that's why he's still doing it but unfortunate timing because he had a tour plan so mm. yeah well joe what do you think um you know i'm new to his music and i i first of all i really like his voice i think he has a powerful voice mm. um and uh you know lyrics to match it's a uh, he's if he's paying his dues, I mean, that, that is something that'll never change in music. You have to pay your dues. It might look a little different. That might mean that you maintain a social media presence. That's a little bit more appealing than the next guys. Um, it's certainly not easy street when you get on a label anyway. So, uh, if he's out there playing and singing, he's on the right track, even busking, it sounds like is his thing, but, uh, um, you know, the, the question about the lyrics, uh, your first inclination, I guess we'll just start because you have to start somewhere, right? Um, right. Looks like a relationship thing. It looks like um, feeling bigger than the world, you know, feeling like you're uh, a giant, feeling like you, you know, you're, you're uh, what I want to say, that's kind of a metaphor for, for happiness and for success and for all that. But mm -hmm. there was another little Irish band, if I remember right, that was really good about writing about relationships, but meaning something different. So I have a feeling as we talk, we'll probably peel some layers back and find something <laughs> in there like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of felt the same thing. I mean, it was relationship wise, but I felt also like there was um, that feeling of, you know, I mean, as cliche, cliche as it is, but when two people are doing well together, it also like makes the individual better, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that feeling kind of when you're in love like that and you're and everything seems to be clicking like you said you're you know you're bigger than the world it almost feels like two things one you're there's nothing that you can't conquer because everything else seems small to you at that point mm -hmm. um and two um you feel i don't want to say super power-ish but you feel different you know especially than everybody else and kind of yeah sometimes that kind of stands out like a like a giant i would think in the way that you feel you know that everybody can see this. Yeah, and I think you're right about the other making you feel that way because um, the thing, the one that stands out in my hand fit in yours like a bird would find the breeze. <laughs> like they are meant, like there's that connection, you know? So yeah. that really makes sense. And I see that, that's why I had to like pare back my notes because I went through about every single line. And that's one of my favorite <laughs> lines. I even like commented on one of his posts about that. But uh, the fit, you know, is great, but also there's something just instinctual about that, you know, the bird is going to find that, you know, and, and when it does, it's not even using its energy. It's just like riding that, you know, that wave. And so, um, even, yeah, for me, even beyond that, I was digging into the whole fact of, that, you know, it, it almost feels instinctual at that point. Yeah. Did, did you write down anything about, um, we were the song in the silence? Cause I thought about you when I heard that lyric. Yeah. Well, my first, <laughs> my first, um, thought on that one was really like well fuck me because he he just writes i'm sitting here trying to write all the time and it seems it seems almost effortless i'm sure that he's got a bunch of papers on the floor that he's throwing away but uh you know when it gets that simple you know the song and the silence and i did write down that that's what sometimes it's that unspoken thing and that that time machine that we talk about with music you know that solidifies a moment and so i don't know what the silence was i don't know if it was sad or if it was happy but you know, it's, it, it breaks up the silence and it, it kind of roots you into that moment. 
What did you have anything for that since you commented on it or you brought it up? No, I just when I heard that line, I thought, oh, that's just it's one of those that just sounds it comes off the tongue and it's just clever. And um, I don't know, there are just lyrics that I love the way they sound. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of them. And like uh, the one that I always go back to and outnumbered. Mm -hmm. um, when he says the souls of mix of chaos and art and you never try to take keep them apart. You know, I just yeah. think that's so clever. And the way it rings to me just really works. So. Mm -hmm. it, there's, yeah, I could go on and on. His lyrics just completely sold me throughout his whole catalog, really, to be honest. And um, even in this one, like the, uh, uh, he does that whole thing with, he'll put two things that you can't, it, he says the hope and the hurt has lived inside of me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, He's very good about that. In another song, he says, you, know, you can't choose. In Love and Death, you can't choose, basically. Right. Um, so and he's very good at encompassing that there's going to be that that mix of extremes. Um, but And I also liked following that when he says, there's gold in the dirt. I never took the time to see. Right. Yeah. So, J Joe, did you have any standout lines? Uh, I liked gold in the dirt, too. Um, I can't. I was trying to think as you were talking, there was another artist that I was listening to that was talking about the way words sound. It may have been Glenn Hansard. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of singer-songwriters, just interviews, just to hear what these people are, are talking about. Mm -hmm. um, what I found, going back to writing, is that when you write, there's so much great stuff out there. We're at a, a period of time where a lot of great albums have been made, great novels have been written. And so if you're an amateur writer, you always try to overreach. And then when you get back into the things that inspire you, you realize that simple words like golden dirt sound so good in songs or when you when you juxtapose them over one another uh next to one another uh side by side you've done something really good with something really simple and yeah. you know it's 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 hard as a writer it's hard as a as teacher of writing too to try to capture that and say you don't always have to reach um he's obviously done something really good with a really bittersweet memory or a time period uh, and captured it in really simple terms, which, you know, in the end is, is when you look back on a, on a relationship or a love, it was the simple things that were th the meaningful things, the special things. And while the big moments definitely counted for something, um, we forget the day to day. So he's captured that in this song as well. But I, I did like that line gold in the dirt, just kind of sifting through, kicking it with your toe, um, and realizing there's something good there. Yeah. That, yeah, and that's a good point with the simplicity. I think that's that's almost that like natural feel. I mean, if you're you can't well, you're talking about teaching it, and how do you know, how do you teach that? That you just you just know you, you the word the right words land, and they they mean what you want them to mean. And then, like you said, you're not overreaching for it. So, yeah, right. Did you also get the feeling uh, as the song went on, like more of a desperation because time moves on mm -hmm. and can move past the moment and past your opportunity maybe maybe i'm overreaching on that one a little bit but yeah um there seemed like there was something there like he repeats it over and over you know i could be yours or whatever and then uh i think he mm -hmm. even says something about the time going quickly yeah. um yeah what are you waiting on you know just yeah. say it when i'm here you know it's i don't know if it's necessarily a desperation but uh he definitely returns to that quite a bit yeah, I got that too, especially when he started adding that, you know, but time catches up. 
I felt that kind of desperation and and like you said, the waiting, it feels like, you know, you can't make another person do something. He's where he needs to be if it were to ever rekindle or whatever again. Um, and, let, you know, it's as simple as saying, just say the word, you know, and off his album that he just put out that without fear, the title track, he says, um, he says, lead with your heart. Isn't that, isn't that the only way, you know, and it's so I feel I feel his kind of thread all the way through that it's just like all these feelings you know, I'll never forget. I still got them. They're right here. And that desperation. I do feel that because you can't make the other person do it as much as you want. Yeah. But which is it? Because in giants, he references time catching up and mm-hmm. then he turns around and says, just say the world word and I'll be yours. So another interesting little play there between the inevitability of time and fate and forces beyond pushing and pulling and the fact that you do have some amount of control over what's happening. So yeah. Another sort paradox of. in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. I can keep digging in the lyrics. I guess we should also talk about the music part too, right? I mean overall it's a good song as well. Yeah, it, Did you guys like it? Oh absolutely I liked it. It was um it, it was definitely a little more upbeat than some of his songs. Um uh-huh. His vocals are always strong. I mean, that's just going to be that's going to be a trademark of his. I don't know. It sounded like there was a bit of a, an electronic drum machine of some kind, or there was a a percussive sound in the background that sounded yeah. more electronic. And I would prefer that he not use that, but that's just a very small negative in this whole song because it is a great song. And it was yeah. very. It, I didn't look at the time on it. It feels like a very short song, and maybe were, maybe intentionally so, like speeding up because time's running out or something. Maybe he intentionally kept that short. I don't know. Yeah. I have no concept of time because I listen to Tool. So <laughs> time, or, time or time signatures, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, he is a little bit more upbeat. The funny thing is, like, um, I really love Damien Rice, too. That's what I would put him up there in my top 10. And But when I listen to him at home, my wife always says, he's so depressing. He makes me he makes me suicidal. Turn that off. <laughs> and <laughs> and I and I but I like I like Damien for his the, the same thing for good music and really clever, well written poetic lyrics. And so this is I, I feel I feel like Dermot takes on a he's got some hip hop influences and um, seeing him live it was way more upbeat than I thought. Even if the words weren't you know matching that in in the sense. Um, and the live drummer was great. So I wonder when you back to the drum thing. I wonder if having to record in this time had anything to do with you know putting a drum machine down yeah you may be spot on on that one if he recorded it during the pandemic that would totally make sense yeah and, and i don't want to come across as hating that i just would yeah. have preferred you know more natural drum yeah yeah i like all of it but i can see that <laughs> i mean i think i told you after i went to a concert in indy that one of the standout things was the drummer mm-hmm. so, so. Yeah, so I can agree with that on this one. I think that if you were to get with a band, uh, the, the problem with the drum, the electronic stuff is, you know, I think you'd want to differentiate yourself because there are so many singer-songwriters out there. And if he were to get a band that would uh, really make his sound, he's, he's got a sound, don't get me wrong, but um, mm-hmm. if he could if he could pair up with some other people and create a really nice live sound, 
it would be cool. But what he's doing now is the formula's there, and it's good. So yeah, rolling with it. I love too the the rabbit holes that we can go down in the day and age we live in. You know, when I was first finding him, I was finding a lot of live stuff too. But I still go back to even though I love an evening I will not forget on the new album. Um, there's a like real slowed down, just him and a piano, really emotional version that's on YouTube. And, um, and I love being able to see that. So I kind of hope too that I see Giant in a couple Giants in a couple different forms too. I'd love to see him do some acoustic version of it. And then, like Joe said, you know, something with the whole band surrounding him. I could yeah. definitely get into the piano. I think he'd be great at the piano, just singing with that one instrument. I think that would be a great sound. I would be into yeah. that. I'll send you that link too, Joe. I think you'll like that the performance a lot. Mm, sure. Check that out. It is good. So Tony, why do you think he chose Giants? As the title? Yeah, and a big part of the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. That's one thing I don't have in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't Quick, know. Quick, read your like... notes until you come up with it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I was watching spotify or listening to spotify on my tv and it brings up like little genius you know tidbits about things and there was something about his writing process and he talks about being able to let go of things and joe you probably feel the same way too like sometimes you just keep wanting to stick with these lines or this or or that and i know i do that i have trouble letting them go but um i just wonder if giants was the thing that floated to the top whatever that feeling is to him and, you know, he was willing to surrender other things. And this thing kind of became the standout, you know, uh, definition of the song for him. That's familiar. Um, good way to show prominence. I'm just kind of riffing off the top of my head why you would choose that. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's, it's a word that sounds good in the song. It, it sounds good to sing. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I know. It's tough. I would really love to be in on a writing process. Well, with most of my favorite artists, but <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but it sounds like he, he, you know, like Joe said, he's got his own sounds, and I, I think all these artists find their own processes. I mean, I don't, I don't really know truly what his is, and and some people start with just music, or you know, some people write poetry and then pull things out. So has he written a whole album? Do you have any idea if this is part of a larger piece? I don't know. I hope so. And you know, my selfish hope is there's some things that didn't make the new album that have just been floating out there. Like Glory is a song that I really love. Mm -hmm. And um, I would love to see, I don't necessarily want them re-envisioned because you kind of like the ones that you got used to. But I, I know he's he's got to be writing like crazy because if you watch him <laughs> on Instagram, all he wants to do is go out and play for people and yeah. he's always got his guitar and he's reading a lot. And I think reading gives way to writing most of the time i don't know for sure but i'm sure hoping so yeah I mean, that would be that would be the best for all of us i guess so we could uh review another full album would be awesome yeah um the the last one which we reviewed last year that had come out or most of the music had been written years ago right like after 16 17 about half and half yeah there was some stuff that made it on there that had been floating around and then there was some new stuff, but yeah, I think I saw him live in October and the album had been out for a while. So, you know, a lot of that stuff was solidified, I guess. Yeah. So if we, okay. So if we take this song, mm -hmm. would this have fit with the previous record? 
and for me, I, I don't think it, it really fits with that last record. So, um, hopefully it's got something coming that it will fit on. Um, but I, for me, it just feels different. And I don't know if it's because it's the upbeat, it's a little peppier, uh, mm-hmm. but something about it feels different to me than the last record. Yeah, it does. I, I'm with you. I'm not sure it would fit 100%. He does have a good way of bringing in things that, you know, an evening I will not forget is, is kind of subdued and outnumbered is pretty, you know, kind of mm-hmm. heavy, you know. And when Outnumber came out, I wasn't sure how that was all going to work because it didn't fit with all the floating songs out there to me. It didn't feel like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he has found a way to do that. But to answer your question, I don't think it I don't think it would fit. And I'm hoping that it is some sort of new collection that's going to fit into. So, should, Tony, do you have some more notes you want to just put out? I don't want you to get off of here without having your uh, notes explained. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not really. I mean... Uh, let me scan through these here real quick, but I think we covered a lot of the stuff. I just, I, t- I tend to try to dig deep into them and see what's, you know, what's going on. Even the gold and the dirt thing, like that was, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to see like the gold or the gold flex, whatever in that, like he said, juxtaposed, you know, with that like dirt, but there's also effort that takes place in there. Like you have to want to dig to find that you got to, you know, you got to pan for gold. It doesn't mm-hmm. just show up, you know, necessarily. So overall, I think that there's a desperation that we talked about, but it's like, really, how do you, how do you have like hopeful de- desperation? You know, like it, it's like, he doesn't mind carrying this torch, I guess is what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just, but I love it. I, what I really like too, is that I like the music as well. Cause sometimes there's just been some songs that from other artists that, man, I love the lyrics and I just can't get into how they presented them. Right. So, but I'm I'm a total fanboy on this one, so it's really hard for me to say much <laughs> bad on it. <laughs> so, All right. Well, let's give scores. Joe, okay. out of five, and will you listen again? Uh, yeah, I'll give it a four, and I would like to listen not only to this tune, but also to an album where it sounds like he's going in a new direction. I'd like to hear the range that he has over the course of an album, not only vocally, but also uh with some of the music and just to see what that would sound like it's it's easy with one tune to kind of pick apart and like it but i'd like to hear a a full uh full album just to to get to know him a little more have you listened to any off of um the last album i think i sent you a couple of yeah those yeah bits and pieces um focused on this one today giants but gotcha mm mm-hmm Cool. Well, I would give it um, a four out of five as well. And I will definitely listen again. And I'm going to look forward to more music coming out. Hopefully he's been very productive during this pandemic. It's we all, you know, we've asked that of our guests. I've been on, has this been a good thing creatively yeah. or is it just stagnated because you feel, you know, a lot of the depression, that a lot of people feel being stuck inside. So mm-hmm. hopefully it would, yeah. it's been a period of creativity for him. Maybe he's produced even more. So, Tony, uh, you gave it a five out of five, and you will listen again. All right. (laughs) I do reserve the five out of five, you know, and it's it's so new, it could make it there, but it's it's at a solid 4.75 for me, for sure. Okay. (laughs) And that's because um, any artist that you really love, you have that tiny bit of worry when they put something new out right before you hit play. (laughs) You know, you're not real sure where it's going to go. So, um, I was pleasantly surprised. 
Um, I'm not, well, I guess I wasn't surprised because he puts out such good stuff, but you just don't know. And you don't really want to hate a song from someone that you love. And so when it just immediately connects, uh, you know, 4.75 for me, easy. Awesome. You're holding that five score off for when Tool comes back in 13 years. <laughs> yeah. Then <laughs> Pink Floyd gets back together. <laughs> yeah. Final words. Um, I would encourage anyone that's listening to check out Dermot, not only for his music and his poetic, you know, ways, but he's a true artist. And I, you know, you get that he connects with his fans, which is a big deal. And, you know, it's just sad that he was on these big tours, you know, and it had to stop for him at the time. But like you said, maybe we'll get something creative. So if anybody's listening that hasn't heard of him or has just dabbled, I would say dig in. Yep. And in the show notes, we can put some links some of those uh, live performances you were talking about yes joe yeah there's a lot of music out there that's this style and it doesn't have the the substance or the the quality that this has while i don't think he's quite in the uh upper echelon of singer songwriters yet i think he's young and there's still time for him so he's on a he's on a good path yep and um i i could almost not talk about or care about the music in the background that much because his voice is so powerful and kind mm -hmm. of holds the whole performance um, mm -hmm. and the lyrics are so good. So that's really, his voice is almost like an instrument in some ways. And so I think the more stripped down, the better, the piano versions are better um, in my estimation. But so maybe that's why I was thrown off a little bit by the, that drum. He doesn't mm -hmm. need, he doesn't need that. He just, the voice, the lyrics, and he's off on the road. So um, I think there's going to be great stuff to come, and I can't wait for new music. Same here. Agreed. Okay. All right. Well, next week we return with episode 62 of Wanderings and Wool Gathering when we review Mushroom Heads, A Wonderful Life. JPP will have the challenge inspired by Lester Bangs, and Tony has the overall challenge. So that should be a lot of fun, taking care of a little bracketology. So I look forward to that. <laughs> You can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, and at rock985.com. And after you listen, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. So until then, we'll see you next time. Bye now. Oh, wow.